1: Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Milman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our Week 7 Thursday NFL episode. This is the episode where we get feedback from the wise guys who listen to the show, we make our survivor pick, build our money line underdog, underdog round robin, We give out our foxhole bet, our big balls bet of the week, and we narrow down our picks for the free-to-play favorites podcast $100,000 Pro Football Pick'em Contest. As our old pal Colin Cowherd likes to say, there's a sea of money out there. Because there's a sea of money out there. If you want to follow along with our official bets, you can check them out on the contest website, favorites.actionnetwork.com, when we lock them in before kickoff on Sunday. And if you prefer using the award-winning action app, you can also track all the bets. Simon and I lock in by following two accounts, the Faves 5 and the Favorites podcast. Now, let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Lines are moving, brother. Opinions are changing. What are we going to do this week?
2: Aloha, Chad. Yeah, it's, I'm excited for this week. It feels like we're going to get some uh, some weather games. It's starting to really feel like fall football weather. None none of the sunshine and seventy degree weather. Some uh, cold, rainy, wet games up in the northeast. So, um, yeah, this week I wanted to come in heavy on the overs after that big under week, but looks like it might be another nice week for the pros betting these unders, huh?
1: We will see. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet Three Six Five. Bet Three Six Five doesn't do ordinary. It believes that every sport should be epic, every touchdown, every game, every point, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. at bet 365 must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia or 18 and older in Kentucky. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions and restrictions apply. Here we go, my brother Simon. Week seven is approaching. We're seeing opportunities all over the board. Let's not dilly-dally. It's time for Sharp Calls.
2: Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Yeah, this week, I would say not shocking to anyone. There's a lot of home dogs, and that's really where the pros are kind of taking their positions. Or These home dogs are under those two and a half points, right? We we joked early in the week um, how important that number two is, and we said grab the Eagles at one and a half right now. It's going to move up. The pros came in. You can see in our app, it's a huge discrepancy. There's a lot of tickets on Miami, but all the money. Is on the Eagles, so it's like you, you knew the pros were going to come in. They have the numbers moved. I'm I like still, if we talked about it, I was I was hoping for the one and a half all week. That that's such a good number to have in that game. But I'm not terrified of the two and a half. If that's what we have to take in the contest, I would still do it. But obviously, we talk all the time. I mean, how many times have this number fallen on two this year? It keeps happening. The number keeps falling on two, so not ideal, not ideal for me and Chad. We were I was hoping. Um, this number wouldn't move so much, but I think the weather and it's supposed to be 40 degrees and wet on Thursday on a Sunday night, I should say in Philadelphia. So that could be a reason numbers moved. But if, you know, if the Eagles have injuries, if Lane Johnson's out, honestly, like we talk all the time about positional value, this could move a whole half a point, full point. If Lane Johnson's out, the Eagles are, I believe 10 and 22 straight up with Lane Johnson in the lineup, when he's not. So, Clearly a big deal. Flames not playing. Um, but, you know, looking at looking at that game, no shock in there. The the pros came out. So we'll break that one down more. Um, a little little surprising. Uh, they like Atlanta. Me and you really didn't talk about that one. I really don't have a read, a great read on that. No, game.
1: We, had, we, had, we had a read on this and we were going to talk about it. Atlanta. We we liked Atlanta, but we were yeah. hoping to get to three and it's a two and a half.
2: And, like, I've been talking to guys, and, like, I like it, but I just haven't bet it. Because, like you said, I've been waiting for the three, so I have no money invested in it. But I know some really wise guys who love Atlanta in this spot, and I could just – it's just hard for me to get there. Like, I just – I don't know what they're back in here, but –
1: um Well, listen, we'll get to that one because there's also – uh uh there's a luck factor that I want to discuss with that game. You know I love the luck rankings, and we've got some late-breaking luck data on that game.
2: And then I know a really smart group chat that actually came in on the Chiefs. So we like the Chargers. Yeah, I know some wise guys that are on this Chiefs here. Um, I think they're drinking the same Kool-Aid I'm drinking, which is you're not really backing so much this Chiefs offense. You're backing the defense. Like that defense, we even talked since week one, they've been one of the best in football. I've had them graded at my number two defense. Now they're at my number four defense. Still, I'm grading them as a top five defense, which is crazy to think when you think of all the money they have allocated towards Kelsey, towards Mahomes. Still, Spags has that defense playing at such a high level, so um, definitely another game off we'll to break down. Maybe, maybe we still will have the Chargers in, but it does give me a little bit of pause where um, th- this group is really smart. They're taking a position. Me and you already have a position at six. You know, that's a key number at six. Like, we're not getting six in the contest right now. I looked this morning, it's five and a half. So, yeah, that that's definitely one we'll break down. And then really quick, home dogs. Like, the boys love Colts. The boys love the Bears. The boys love um this Ravens team. I know they're not a dog, but the Ravens, me and Chad, were all over that Sunday night. Um Was op- open at minus two and a half. Now it's up to minus three. That was Tuesday, it was up to minus three. It's been sitting at minus three all week. I would say every runner I've talked to every bookmaker I've talked to this week, it's all lines of money. It's all lines, money line. It's all lines on the spread. So, um, that's another game where it's like, mean, you already like the Ravens. Now knowing that the Ravens, the book needs the Ravens. That's a good feeling. Like if we get two and a half in the contest, no doubt or autoplay love the Ravens. So, um, yeah, not not too much shock on the the sharp calls. I was shocked to hear about the Chiefs, though. I feel like I still even want to think about it now. How do we get how do we get away from this? The Chargers always play this game to a field goal. It feels like we're always in this game to a field goal. But the argument is Herbert's injury is affecting him, even though it was his non-throwing hand. He just looked off in that game. And my pushback against that is isn't that we want to back Herbert after a bad game? So um, yeah, Not. it wasn't just one or two guys that are like on the Chiefs team. It's a multiple smart money groups coming on the Chiefs team, but people just like me and you, check coming on the Chargers. So um, definitely a lot of back and forth this week for sharp calls.
1: Well, it's so interesting because I do feel like all the games that we sort of were thinking about, the Bears especially, uh, the Falcons that we talked about, we're in line here. So let's dig in a little bit deeper as we start to narrow down are five. As a reminder, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. So for those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. All right, We got to start narrowing down, we got to get to the foxhole, we got to get to our survivor. we got to get to the big balls, bed of the week. If I don't yell, big balls with as much enthusiasm as I normally do. It's because as people who are watching on YouTube can tell I'm not in my normal backdrop, I'm in a hotel. And so, um, and it's early I'm on the West coast. So I don't want to like wake up my neighbors. Um, I mean,
2: Chad, it's five in the morning here in Hawaii and I yell big balls all the time. I mean, what are we doing here?
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're not always doing it on the podcast. All right. Here's the <laughs> games we talked about the most. I'm surprised. Let's talk about Pittsburgh and Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm still on this. You were a little squishy about it. Um, I'm coming it, around though. All right. All right. Like it had, To me, I don't know what you've heard, like our data in action is showing that the money right now is on the Rams, but it hasn't moved off a three. And I will reiterate, Mike Tomlin is the most profitable coach as a dog the past 20 years. Mike Tomlin, as an underdog from week five forward, 37-30 straight up on the money line. I mean... Why why is why is it not obvious that we're taking the Steelers here?
2: I would definitely feel better about the three and a half. And a lot of people said this is a Pittsburgh home game, right? They're going to travel. They're going to show up for this. This is one of the biggest fan bases and loudest fan bases in football. So we already know that Pittsburgh is going to have an advantage there. Just like I feel like the Cowboys had an advantage against the Chargers. Like that, when you have fans that travel and they're loud and raucous and those those games and they're in L.A., feels like that helps those teams, those away teams. And if it was three and a half chat I definitely would feel more comfortable the fact that's just sitting at three it's like yeah I'm betting it but it's like it's not the best the best value um could easily see this game being a push like no one would be shocked if this game comes down to a field goal but um it feels like your read is right where it's like I was probably buying a little too high on this Rams team right it's like I'm I'm not that I'm buying their peak but the public has caught up to it. Like after last week, they tried to fade in with Arizona. They tried taking that big dog at seven points and the Rams were never really in doubt in that game. And this game here, we saw it Sunday night. It opened at three, went up to three and a half. And then obviously professional money came in. It's just been at three now all week. So um, yeah, it's, it was one of your early reads. It was tough for me to get there. Like I'm, I'm getting there now, but I would, feel much more comfortable for those three and a half in contest. If this was minus two or plus two and a half, you can't convince me to put this in chat because I got this right at three. So only way this makes it in for us, if it's three and a half, if it's two and a half, it's not a play for me.
1: But for those listening and those watching live on YouTube, liking and subscribing uh, at three, it's worth a bet. Like I bet it at plus three. Have you played Pittsburgh at plus three?
2: No, no, you haven't. It- no, it's not. I'm just waiting for the three and a half. And if it doesn't get there, I will. I'll throw a little on the three, but I got no value. I make the line three, the numbers three. It's, you know, to me, this is another game where like you, you already said it. Like I'll throw this in my money line around robin. Um, but putting a big bet on the three, not likely for me. And I, oh yeah, I, for, I keep forgetting to do this, Chad. People keep asking about our money line around robin. Just really quick, how we do it. Very simple. You hold your hand up in a five. So we do it two times, which means one two, one three, one four, one five. You put that down. 1-2-3, One uh, two three, two four two five. You put that down. So that's how I do my line round robins. People do it three times. They do four times. That's like that's insane. You're gonna get crazy odds. You bet that way. I just do it by times two. So have a lot of people ask about that. I keep forgetting to bring it up. We do a five by two. So everyone that's asking about that, we we take it is the lower the lowest odds but it's the most likely to hit for you where it's if you go for 2 for 3 at least you're getting paid out something where if you're doing it three times you go 2 for 3 you, you basically win nothing like you're you're yeah. taking a full on L there so um yeah for my line rod robbins that's why I me mean, try to try to go these big dogs cuz even if you go 2 for 3 sometimes you'll still make a profit depending on what dog's hit like last week with Cleveland um if you had that in by chance I know I took it out but if you had that in there with the jets that's like eleven to 1, 12 to one payout. So those are the kind of dogs we're looking for in those money line round robins.
1: All right. Well, let's see what we're going to get. I mean, the line—it's interesting the way they do this in the contest. The lines—you know—you never know if you're going to get the two and a half or the three and a half because they're not doing whole numbers. So um, with the Steelers, that'll be interesting. I continue to be a Mike Tomlin backer, and there's nothing you can do to get me off that. So I bet the three. <laughs> Uh, regardless of of whether it gets a three and a half. And you know what I'm going to do if it gets three and a half? I'll bet a little more.
0: Because that's what you
1: do. That's what you do when you're a professional. If you like a game, you get a better number, you bet a little more. And by the way, there might be places where I can still get a three and I can buy out of the three and just bet the three and a half. It's called money management. It's called strategy. That's what we're trying to exercise and practice here. All right, let's talk about the charters it's so interesting to me that you're hearing this because the notes that I was making last night for the podcast, um, that there is the on the field element. You mentioned, you know, Justin Herbert and his injury, you mentioned sort of the inability of the chargers to be consistent in their decision-making and make the right decisions in the right spots because their coaching is so bad. Um, you mentioned how good the defense has been playing. Um, And then there's sort of the spot, right? You want to fade the public team. That's the Chiefs. You want to play the team coming off a bad primetime loss. That's the Chargers. You want to, in this spot, you want to play the division underdog, right? Because as we we said on Tuesday, dogs in division games are 60 games above 500 against the spread the last decade. 60 games above 500 against the spread. And you want to fade the home teams, which are 46% against the spread since 2015. And when that home division is a favorite, 44.7% against the spread. So then we've got some on-field stuff. We've got some spot stuff. And then we've got very specific Patrick Mahomes stuff, right? Which is Patrick Mahomes, when he is a favorite of more than three and a half points just is not as good at covering the spread so it seems like the wise guys are playing the field element of this more than they're playing the spot and the precedent of the chargers
2: yeah and just not everyone's trend better some guys they use trends as a tool but it's not the end-all be-all and um on field with that i guess what they're seeing is just a great defense and me and you on the other side are seeing a Chiefs team that's struggling offensively. I mean, that red zone, their their red zone woes are like the Eagles' red zone woes. It's These, like, really incredibly high-powered offense, they got no problem driving up and down the field. But they, these teams get into their red zones, and they're just getting shut down. And it feels like the whole NFL has taken that Belichick style of defense, which he invented, feels like, 20 years ago. And you can say he stole the Tampa 2 from the Bucks and that style of defense but he is the one that really brought it to the focus of all these teams are attacking downfield and this new style of just let them kill you by a million cuts. Don't let them take the big shots, make them drive all the way down the field, use all the clock up, get to their red zone, get the stop. I mean, if you're trading three for sevens, we talk all the time. That's, that's how teams lose. And this chief's team, they've had those woes. Chargers team's no different. I mean, this, this team, not only do they struggle in the red zone, they're those, they're doing those fourth down plays, Chad. So, we know the deal here when we're back in this Chargers team. It's going to be uncomfortable the whole way, but I'm right there with you. Like, I just – I don't care what these guys are saying to me. I'm just – I'm going to be on the Chargers this week. It's a big number in a divisional game. The Chargers are going to be more desperate. They need this one badly. And the only fear is the Herbert stuff. Like, he – did. I totally agree with everything these guys are saying. He did not look right. And say what you want about the Cowboys. They are incredibly talented it wasn't really like their defense dominated, right? Like, we didn't hear Parsons' they did name. Dominate,
1: they did dominate the run game. Like, they they really were impressive with the way they stopped Eckler. Um, but Herbert missed so many throws to win right. that game um, in the passing game.
2: That's what I mean. What Like, Parsons is a game record. I didn't hear his name until that final drive where he had the sack and the pressure that really ended yeah. the game. So, um, there's different things you can do to scheme it up, but – yeah, it's it, it is a spot where it's like, how do we not take the Chargers here? And here's a little stat from Evan that I love—they just put in our chat. Chargers are fifth in red zone percentage. The the Chiefs are 17th in red zone efficiency. So um, clearly, the Chiefs have struggled in the red zone, being 17th in the league. You just don't expect to see that. Where you know, Chargers aren't as bad. Obviously, they're only fifth. So yeah, Chad, it's just I, I'm telling you what. what one of the only things I'm worried about here is if Herbert. Is really injured, and something else is happening. It's not just that opposite hand that's injured, something else is wrong with them. But, um, this line doesn't make sense to me. I don't get why it's so high. Uh, I'm trying not to let it scare it off, scare me off, but I do have it as two points of value. I make this line minus three and a half to the Chiefs, so it's like tons of value right now. My according to my model and me mentally, I feel like this is a great line. So, um, yeah, Chad, maybe maybe the pros are trying to help us out and warn us off this one, but. I mean, you're going to hold hands. We're going to walk right into it. We just – we can't avoid this one. It's such a big number. And what feels like the Chargers should just be in this game. Like, their offense moves the ball up and down the field. And I know how good this Chiefs team is, but every time these two teams get together, I mean, you talk talk all the time, it always feels like it comes down to a three or four points at the end of the game that decides this game. And Usually, it's the Chiefs winning. So, um, we'll take the spread. Maybe we'll throw a lid on the money line, but – my confidence in them winning outright, not huge. But them to cover the spread, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it, Chad. This Chargers
1: team. Uh, all right. Detroit at Baltimore. Good
3: morning, Baltimore.
1: We like this at two and a half a lot. But I do think we're a little suspect. I'm encouraged that you said the wise guys have been coming in on the Ravens. We have to consistently believe the Lions are overvalued until we no longer believe the Lions are overvalued. We love the Ravens as a short home favorite, even though Lamar is terrible as a favorite, even though Goff is brilliant against the spread the past five years. We don't love the Lions in the spot consistently coming off of big wins outdoors in games where the the wise guys were against them. It has to crack. If they they don't crack, then they probably should be the odds-on favorite to win the NFC. This has got to be the foxhole.
2: Foxhole! You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team, I commit to a city, uh, I'm a foxhole guy. There are so few people jumping our foxhole here with us, Chad. Like, the public is totally all in on this Lions team. Yes. It doesn't matter what me and you and say. We can beg him and try to convince them. Maybe they'll listen to this. Right now, we think there's going to be bad weather. Montgomery is out. Gibbs is out. So the number one and two running backs are out for the Detroit Lions. Reynolds, the guy who came and made that incredible block last week, that another running back for Detroit, he has not practiced all week. So their identity is through the run. I mean, Golf obviously picked it up last week against Tampa. That was on a clear, perfect sunny day. You're not getting that in Baltimore. And in comes Lamar and that running style offense. And, yes, I agree, they're trying to pass more. When it gets down to it, they just want to win. Like Lamar said that himself, if the coach needs him to run, and the game plan makes it that way, he'll run the ball. And this is the perfect perfect opportunity to run the ball against a team that, you know, say what you want about this Lions team. They are different outdoors. And I i, I, I get i get the credence of last week, how they, they played so well defensively against Tampa. Look at all the splits right now, this this Ravens team. Not only do they have a top five, top six uh, defense in DVOA, their offense is right there. So it's a team that, um, the only fear for me is the fact that they're coming back from playing abroad, Chad. Like that's the only worry because I keep having that Evan stat pop in my head about those close games in the fourth quarter on these London teams. But even if this is minus three and a half in our contest, I'm not gonna let it scare me off. Like I'll I'll, I'll bite the bullet, I'll ride it. But obviously, dream scenario, Chad, is the minus two and a half. But Oops. right now, I'm almost positive. I checked this morning. You can get the two and a half in contest. So hopefully, you guys don't move the number while we're doing this live show. Uh, and we can get the Ravens again, but we know the deal. In the contest, if the line moves to whatever it is, the Ravens minus 120 at minus three, it's going to be three and a half or minus 115, it's going to be three and a half. It's still at 110. They might give us the minus two and a half, but the public is loving the lines. All the money, everything's coming on their money line. All the money's coming on their their plus three. We say it all the time, Chad. They might get away with one here. They, they Sometimes the public does but public dogs almost always die, almost always die. And you saw last week at Tennessee, Tennessee had a million chances to cover against the Ravens. It was there a million times, but it just never got there. And that's just a classic public dog where it's like, there's a reason they're giving you all those free numbers. Like they don't, they're, they know what they're doing, bumping this number up. So I am shocked to see the, the, the reverse reverse line movement just because so much money is coming in on this Lions team and their money line. But, um, not not gonna let it make me way over Chad. The the Lions are totally overvalued. Even I, I think even uh, was a Brain Anderson, someone at our own company, put the Lions as the number one team in the NFL right now. Like, what are we doing here, people? So, uh, good good spot to fade the one of the most hyped teams on football right now. This Lions team. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save
1: you. Your conviction has just given me so much confidence in the bet that we made because I was a little bit nervous about it, even at the two and a half, because of how well the Lions have been playing and how bad- The weather helps. The weather helps, for sure. The weather helps. Highest wind game this week, 16 miles per hour right now projected. Uh, The Washington Commanders and the Giants are at 15. Uh, Also, reminder, unders tend to hit in these high wind games. We saw it again last week. We saw it with the Bears. And Minnesota was a, a high win game. The under hit, so those Cleveland, Cleveland, like so obviously. And again, the win,
2: the win mattered. If you, you watch the data tracker on that kick. The wind shifted it almost two feet, and that's yeah. why that field goal was missed. Which, if you would have hit it, would have lost that under. So uh, the win, the winds definitely matter.
1: Dude, look at you looking at the data tracker, moving the kick two feet. This is why you're a professional. You are <laughs> you are looking at everything. No detail. You're the Bill Belichick. Belichickian, Belichickian <laughs> research right there. Simon Hunter. All right. This might be our big balls. Green Bay at Denver. We loved it at two. It's now down to one. Still, Denver is a underdog, by the way. Denver, we liked it at plus two. Denver's a plus one. It's a huge pros-joes game with the pros coming in on Denver. You didn't mention it in Sharp Calls, but... To me, this feels big ballsy of the week.
2: And the truth is because no one's putting more than I've known to put five figures on this, let alone six figures like this is just anyone I talk to. This is like, yeah, I bet Denver, but, you know, maybe put 10K on it like no one. No one's going too crazy about this one because the fear is they're going to be in tank mode. They own their own first first overall pick. You have that clip circulating of Sean Payton talking about if he had a team, he would tank for Williams at the number one QB position. And even if it's not Williams, that kid Drake from UNC, like you got two studs at the top of the draft. You have a corpse of a team. Like they don't have – it's not a one draft fix. Like Sean knows that watching this team every day in practice. It's going to be a two- to three-year rebuild. So – um, I I'm all. I want to take Denver. I like Denver. It's a good number on Denver. Green Bay, we know they're not what people perceive them to be, right? They're an offense that's sloppy. Jordan Love, he is all within the system. If the read is there, he can usually make the throw, but he's not. The last couple of weeks, he's been missing those easy read throws, and um, LaFleur will scheme it up where he'll scheme guys open for Love, and Love's just not connecting, so – if the, that's the fear here, where it's like this is the perfect spot to get right for Jordan Love, like the guys are going to be open. Denver's defense—you watch them on film—they're disorganized, they're sloppy, they're terrible at tackling. Like I mean, we broke down film month a month ago about how horrible their attacking tackling yeah. is. It's gotten no better. If you go through all their games, their tackling is still incredibly sloppy. So um, that's the fear, Chad. Where it's like, if me you were just playing the numbers and blind resume we would happily like close your eyes, hold your nose. You take Denver here, but just looking at paper and on the trends, I mean, even reading some of Evan's trends, a lot of these trends favor green Bay, surprisingly, like there, there are a couple of things that point to, you actually want to take green Bay in these trends, but um, I just hate this game. Like I want to take Denver, but oh man, like easily me and you both can see yeah, them easily losing on a field goal at the end of this game. Like they're just a loser team that doesn't know how to win. So the numbers, the data, everything you said, buying low, it's all there on Denver. It's just its just hard for me to stomach right now as them is one of our five.
1: I'm a loser, baby. So this doesn't feel like um, I was hesitant to wake my hotel neighbors with a full throated, big balls commitment because I wasn't feeling like we were in sync on that. No. Uh, I know. And- I know what our big
2: balls is. You know what our big balls is.
1: I don't, which is why I'm sort of, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I feel like there's not that many games that you and I on Tuesday really zeroed in on for today. So it can only be one other game. And the game that we're talking about, to me, doesn't feel big ballsy. It feels like the complete right side. So maybe that's what we're talking about. Um, and I'll move us right into it, which is the Philadelphia Eagles uh, at minus two and a half, this was a Simon Says. At one and a half, the pros have been piling on this number, moving it up. So I don't see why how this could be our big balls. It feels like the right bet.
2: Yeah, because it's not the big balls. It's take zero balls. to bet. Okay, the, the,
1: I, I, like, <laughs> then I then. Then we're, then then I think I know what it is. And again, yeah. like you and I do not that. talk about this. <laughs> There's a couple other games that we we're interested in that we were waiting on. So one of those games is going to be our big balls. I think I know what it is. There you uh, go. Not, okay. No.
2: Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Eagles. Like we said, not ideal that it's moved so much, but no real fear here. Like this Eagles team feels like they'll either cover this number. Or they're going to get blown out. Like there's no, it feels like no in between with this Miami team. And, you know I already love this number the only real fear which I said on Tuesday or maybe a Sunday show was the health of the Eagles it's like okay if if slays out again if Carter was out and then if you throw on top of that that Smith might be out Lane Johnson's out yeah I I probably would buy out of my position if I could and maybe just just watch this game as a fan but it looks like those guys are all going to be back and you've seen the number kind of move against Miami and then we got the update yesterday or maybe the You know, it depends on when you got the update, but there's supposed to be weather now. It's supposed to be in the 40s, supposed to be cold, windy, and wet Sunday night. Um, Yes, Miami is probably the best running team we've ever seen, right, to start the year. They're incredible running the ball. But that all goes through their passing game. Like, they don't get the five, six-man boxes, which you just never see in football, unless Tyreek Hill and Wilder are burning the guys downfield. And if you take away that ability to put the ball downfield and – the Eagles can bring eight guys down to the box, nine guys down into the box. That will easily take away this run game. And you saw in that Bills game, we talk all the time about that Bills game, their front four got pressure on Tua. They took away the run. They forced them to be one-dimensional, and that's what just destroyed that Miami team. So um, everyone can go through the records. Miami, incredible offense, but what do they do? They beat up on bad teams. So shocking to know that they absolutely blew out um the giants and you know they blew out detroit but uh yeah it's it's a good it's a good spot to back an eagles team in a bounce back spot against a miami team that you know they're just like the lions they're the the new toy they're the all hype team most people are gonna have them as a number one or two teams this week power ranking wise and it's just an overreaction to a team that yes they have an incredible offense they still have a lot of holes and that defense has a ton of holes. And if the Eagles can get back to what they do so well, which is running the ball, especially in this kind of weather, how do you not love the Eagles in a bounce-back spot here, especially at home in a game that they need. Like, they need this win. They have a gauntlet coming up. Like, they have the Cowboys. They got the Bills. They got the Chiefs. It's just a really rough road up ahead. So, I'm not going to overreact to that Jets game, Chad. We talk all the time. The Chiefs, yeah. Mahomes struggled against the Jets. Huge bounce-back game and win the following game. The Bills, Josh Allen, really struggled against this team. We, the Jets, week one, destroyed the Raiders the following week. Like, we've seen that where the Jets just have a really good defense and scheme. Like, they're one of the best scheme teams of football right now, where I think they have the second least amount of points given up in the second half. Some of the best second half adjustments in all of football, the Jets team. You cannot say that about Miami. Like, Miami, their adjustments is we just score more than you. And I don't think they're going to get away with that here in this Eagles game. So, um would still put them in our contest at two and a half chad
1: okay uh by the way i think you said the dolphins beat detroit i think you meant denver um yeah and opponents are a combined nine and 25 straight up this season dolphins opponents so they're winning dominant ways they're winning in historical ways most points per game in nfl history um the 1950 rams 38.8 The, uh, 2013 Broncos 37.9 2023 dolphins, 37.2, um, everything you said is right. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is that, uh, Jalen hurts, not very good against pressure. The dolphins cannot bring pressure. Um, so I that's another sort of advantage for the Eagles, in addition to all the things that we just said. And look about that Jets game. We talked about this. It felt like a loss that was waiting to happen, right? The The Eagles have been playing with fire all season, winning in spite of themselves, not playing great, still figuring out the new system offensively. So that game looked like it was a potential loss. It's why we were on the Jets at plus seven. So I, I love the I love the Eagles in a bounce bad spot. Yeah,
2: they they probably should have won. I mean, they 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 scored fourteen in the what was the first quarter, and then they didn't score a single point the rest of the game. That's just yeah. random. They scored the fourteen and dominated the whole game. I believe it was 14-12, and then they had another turnover. So if Hertz didn't turn the ball over three times and have a complete meltdown, no doubt the Eagles would have won that game. And this number is probably what minus three. So once again, you just you got to take the free value there when it's like. Don't don't be so focused on what happened last week. It's a new week. I agree with the struggles of the Eagles offense. We talked. That's why we like the Jets last week. The Eagles have struggled in the red zone. Miami's the perfect team to get right against their defense is just bad. Not only are they bad in the red zone, they're just bad altogether.
1: Uh, all right, let's get to some other games we were interested in that will include our Big Balls Bet of the Week. So we're moving this from interested into probably playing it. Um, and a quick reminder about our contest picks. We typically enter our initial picks into the content web, contest website on Thursdays after the show. So after the show, Simon and I will chat. We'll sort of nail down and confirm the conversation we just had. We'll put the picks in. Um, but like anybody else in the contest, We sometimes change our picks before kickoff on Sunday. If you want to see the unofficial picks we've entered in the contest before we lock on Sunday, just go to the contest site, favorites.actionnetwork.com search for the faves five. That's us. We have the initial picks usually visible, usually by Thursday afternoon. We usually talk about it right after we get off this, this uh, podcast. So um, you'll see what we're initially thinking. And then, we talk again on Sunday afternoon after we do convince me and we decide if we are going to move any picks, but then we got to move all of them because lines, um, lines change uh, as we sometimes over the course of the week. All right, here we go. Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Chicago bears. We were hoping this moved to three and a half. It hasn't yet. But Simon, I have a feeling Right now, this is going to be our Big Balls bet of the Week.
2: No, I'm not letting you do it to the fans. We're, we're staying away from your bears, Chad. Stop trying to force your bears in every week. We're staying away.
1: Wow, I totally thought this was going to be that.
2: <laughs> I, no, I'm <laughs> with you on the bears, but I'm not I'm not putting them in the contest. I'm not making listeners of their show bet them. Um, like,
1: you don't want to bet a bad team with a terrible defense and a backup quarterback? Uh against the worst team that is a suspect coach that just had a big win. This is a smash spot for the Chicago Bears, Simon. I'll
2: be honest, but I got no way of making a number on this game. I got no I got zero read on the Raiders, zero read on the Bears. Um, this this is the toughest game to map out for me this week. It's like I'm on the Bears, the pros are on the Bears. Chad just talked about like this is a spot play, but model-wise, impossible to make a number. I got zero read on this kid coming in for you guys. All I know about your quarterback is his dad's one of the greatest arm wrestlers in the world. He's a complete nut job. So um, no, if you don't know that chat, you need to look up this kid's dad. He's an absolute legend.
1: Simon, I've been rooting for this kid since preseason. I've been waiting for this kid to be the number two since like, what a sad life.
2: Bears fans have. Jesus
1: Christ. I know. I know. It's true. Um, It was, it was him or Nathan Peterman. So like, the text chains I have from preseason about this game <laughs> you cannot believe
2: all right please then. god don't let Chad convince me to take the bear Sunday morning I'm hoping I have the strength and the the with with you know I can't do it Chad I can't do it last week I felt so good not having them even though we took a two and three a week it's like thank god we didn't have that bears game because that killed me a thousand times over it's like All the opportunities were there. And then as soon as you saw Hertz get hurt, you're like, we're never going to get to this number, are we? And um, it feels the same with this week where it's like everything in my body is telling me to take the Bears team. Like I can't wrap my head around the the, the Raiders are about to be four and three through seven weeks. It's it's mind-boggling, but um, that's how football goes. You get nice schedule breaks, like certain games match up certain ways. This is one of them, I guess, Chad. Like, I don't know. I, I want to take the Bears. I hate the number, though. I, I'll just I'll just stay away from this
1: one. Please, God, give us the courage to change what must be altered, serenity to accept what cannot be helped, and insight to know the one from the other. I feel like we need to do the serenity prayer every single time we talk about the Chicago Bears. I agree. So, Simon, as I was saying about the Big Balls Bet of the Week, the atlanta falcons there we go two and a half point there we go he found it he found it people at the tampa bay buccaneers we were hoping to move the three but right now the wise guys love it simon seems to be convinced from the sharp calls that this will now be our big balls bet (laughs) of the week and it makes me sick I cannot believe, look, we said we were gonna have to do this anyways, but we were just hoping it would get to three. We're gonna bet on this Atlanta Tampa Bay game. And and to be honest, this game, if we're doing the luck rankings, and we like when we do the luck rankings, we like there to be a certain threshold before we officially make it a luck rankings game. So this can't be an official luck rankings game. Um, but the Falcons have ended up in the bad beats. Scenario for the past six weeks. Brutal luck for them this year so far. This game is one ranking place away from a luck game. So to me, it's essentially a luck rankings game. Saw that this morning from Nick Giffen in our Slack channel before we came on the air. So I agree with you. It's got to, it's got to, we got to do it. God, I hate yeah,
2: it. Yeah, and we're just, you know, the argument here is your you're, you're buy by alone Atlanta team that is Ritter gonna really throw three picks in the game? Is he really gonna have a total meltdown again? No. We, we we talked about that last week. It was like that was a good spot to fade him. Um that that you know, he had a game he did his best game of the year two weeks ago. And we knew he was gonna have a down game the, the following week. Did I know it was gonna be a total meltdown against Washington? No. But Chad already told us all the stats. Like they were moving the ball up and down the field on Washington. They just kept having, you know, bad turnovers in the red zone or making little mistakes here and there. So um this is another game where wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks do somehow win, but we're gonna trust the number, trust the points, and take it that they'll win by two or less. And a um, lot of pros love this spot. I'm like still having a tough time getting there, and that's why I feel like this has to be the big boss bet of the week. Where it's like you really do just gotta take the numbers. Like you gotta just trust the numbers, back them here, and. It's a tough one to stomach, Chad. This is a tough, tough game to back. Like me and you, hate this kid Ritter. Uh, he's just—it's not a starter in this league. Um, but we'll 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 play the numbers and say the Bucks team. Yes, they are good, but they're a little overvalued, right? They're they're not. There's a reason I think they're still like plus three fifty or plus four hundred to win this division, even though they're leading this division right now. So, um, yeah, I love that. I love that play from Evan Ritter has yet to cover our first half spread in the NFL. So if you do like Tampa, Tampa first half, ride with us, Atlanta second half.
1: Uh, By the way, producer Tito, who normally ignores everything that's happening in uh, the podcast to just uh, uh, (laughs) stroll through the blogs of various South Florida sports teams, let us know that um, 66% of the chat said no to Chad trying to make the Bears, the big balls, bet, of the week, All right, so it's going to be. It's love gonna you be, guys. It's it's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Is our big balls. Our foxhole is uh Baltimore minus two and a half. Atlanta's our big balls. Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's our sponsor. Game time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsor the show. Number two, I actually use game time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last minute deals from all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, this is normally when I say I'm opening game time right now to look for prices of uh, games in my area. I can already tell you, I have bought tickets through game time for this weekend to the Penn State at Ohio State game. That's how much I love game time. I use it all the time. I'm a real life customer, folks. I bought it for tickets, going to an event this weekend. No matter where you live, download the game time app, get out, have some fun this week, go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code Favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, before we get to the Moneyline Underdog Round Robin. Reminder that the week seven contest tiebreaker is total rushing yards on Monday Night Football. Action Network predictive analyst, Billy Ward writes a weekly piece about tiebreaker strategy. And a link to the article can be found in this episode's description if you want a leg up in the contest. Good luck. All right, Simon, Moneyline Underdog Round Robin.
2: Your dog. Your dog likes my dog.
1: Well, we're probably gonna put Atlanta in there. Yeah. I think we're probably gonna put Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh in there. I feel like you want to put the Colts in there.
2: We can. They're up to plus three. So definitely definitely gonna throw some on their uh, their number, but not not the best spot. Like Watson now left the door open that he might be coming back this week. So this number could move. So if you do want to put the Colts in, maybe wait. Because if Watson gets cleared, I could see this going up another point or yep. two. So, yeah, if you want to lock it in right now, I wouldn't put the Colts in because I think you get better value come Sunday.
1: What about the New York football Giants?
2: Yes, which is another game like I thought about. There's two division games I thought I would making our big balls. It was the Giants or uh, the Patriots, but – Ah, oh, man, couldn't get Simon, there.
1: Simon, I might have to chant the Serenity Prayer if we have a conversation about putting the New England Patriots anywhere. No,
2: near. We, we're we not. I, I promise we wouldn't do it. We're not doing it. Like, I just, Evan keeps posting the stat. It's like, I think it's 0 and 12 now, Mac, as a dog, in his last 12 straight. Or 13. it's just, it's 0 13. 13. No, it's, you can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I just think about the amount of money I've lost on this streak back in Bill Belichick as a dog and all that goodwill, all that money I made on backing him with Tom Brady is probably gone at this point. Like it, <laughs> it really is. So um, that's the tough part where it's like, I, I keep trying to come back to the other side. It's like, Oh, eventually it'll come back. Right. Eventually Mac will go the other way where it's like, he'll win six straight as a dog. That's probably not going to happen. His career is probably going to be over long before he'll get that opportunity. So um yeah, we'll, we'll avoid that one for the money line round robin. Um okay, so we have Giants, Atlanta, got to get Pittsburgh in there.
1: Yeah, Giants, Atlanta, Pittsburgh. I mean, the Chargers, I don't like, but yeah,
2: I, I would do it though just because no one's no one likes it, right? Right. <laughs> it's like no one likes it. No one yeah. likes it. I mean I the think,
1: I think the other one is probably um Denver. Eh,
2: it's it's minus 105 so it doesn't really count for us okay we need a dog we need a plus do we already put your shitty ass bears in i was
1: gonna say we didn't put the bears in
2: yeah we gotta like raiders going four and three it makes my skin crawl i I just can't wrap my head around it so (laughs) we won't torture people putting in our final five but we'll throw them in the round
1: robin oh my god pittsburgh atlanta new york giants L.A. Chargers, Chicago Bears. Gross. Simon. Pro teams have millions
0: to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
1: It's time to make Little Caesars, which is the official sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Simon, does eating Little Caesars alone at home on game day feel like you're taking yourself out on a date?
2: It does while I cry.
1: Listen, there's nothing better then little caesar's pizza anytime order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before <laughs> nfl games and get ready for some football and fun choose your favorite little caesar's pizza or pick the toppings you craze crave simon what do you think about this motto i invented if betting money line dogs is must then ordering crazy crust is a must
2: you're a lyrical genius chad
1: thank you however you order your pizza you win and speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. The Survivor Pool Pick of the Week. I think our Survivor Pick last week was Buffalo. So this week...
2: you yeah, going to use the Rams, damn it.
1: Oh my God, it's so weird. I was just going to say that.
2: Yeah. But this week is another week. I feel like there's only one choice to make. Seahawks playing Arizona. So we got, we got another game before Kyler Murray's back. I know this one feels like a trap, and it's usually not going to end well, but there's no James Conner. I told you that, to me, is such a big deal for this Arizona offense. Seahawks just lost a brutal game against Cincinnati, where I believe their offense went one for five in their red zone. This is a good right spot for the Seahawks at home against Arizona. Divisional game. Give me the Seahawks, chat for our survivor.
1: As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. It believes that every sport should be epic, every touchdown, every game, every point, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION, and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1 Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. At Bet365, must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions and restrictions apply. All right. He's the star of our show every single episode. And on Thursdays, we're lucky enough. To be joined by Action Network Director of Research, Evan Abrams, the engine behind the great stats and nuggets you hear on the show and across our network, Evan Abrams, you get the last word.
3: The last word with Evan Abrams. We're finished
0: talking. What's
3: going on, fellas? So for today, I'm giving you two theories to kind of live by. Number one would be the business trip. So teams off of a loss playing on the road. They're just good bets in general. They're 500 ATS or better in the 18 of the last 21 seasons, 40 games above 500 last five years, over 500 ATS all five years, 2,000 game sample size. So teams off a loss on the road, call it a business trip. This week, that would be Atlanta, Arizona, Chargers, Green Bay, San Francisco. That's like that. Number two, just remember in this whole gambling thing, It's usually never that easy. So, well, break the habit. Teams who are off a loss and are over 500 on the season, so good teams, when they're home favorites the next week and you're like, got to win, 177, 215, and 9, 85%, under 500 against a spread every year since 2017. So now fade New Orleans, fade Fade Seattle, fade Seattle. And I'm sorry, yes, that would be fade the Eagles. Oh, so those that's are, a gun punch. Two, it, but it's basically like you assume a team's going to win. They're home favorites. Everything looks right. Maybe win, but maybe not cover. So not great for those small spreads. Well, look at you now.
2: You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Nerds! And then
3: I leave you with this last one. Saints-unders. I just don't know how you don't talk about it. So Thursday night football, they're going for it again, but they've gone under the total six straight games this year, 12 straight games going to last year, 15 and one to the under in their last 16. But I leave you with this. If they go under on Thursday night football, that'll be 13 straight unders. That will be a record in the wildcard era. No team has gone over or under 13 consecutive games since 1990. So
1: see if the Saints can do it. Oh, my God, Evan, that was really disappointing.
3: <laughs> Listen, sometimes I give you the great stuff. Sometimes I give you the reality. It's just who I am. I'm a numbers guy. I apologize. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simon, does that scare you at all?
2: <laughs> no, Chad. That's why they play the game, brother.
1: All right. Well, let's get those nerds.
3: Nerds! 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 What are we waiting for?
1: <laughs> to recap... Our foxhole, Baltimore, minus three. Our big balls, bet of the week. The Chicago... Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Atlanta Falcons, plus two and a half. There we go. I almost got you guys there. The exact decision is the LA Chargers, plus five and a half. Simon says, despite Evan's stats, he is undaunted. Philadelphia, minus one and a half. Our round robin, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New York Giants, LA Chargers, Chicago Bears. The Faves Five. It's interesting, Simon. If we had to lock in right now, we're going to talk about this when we get off the show and we look at the lines together.
0: The Faves Five for
1: now. I'm not sure I know our five. I know we want the Eagles. I know we'd want Atlanta. I know we'd want the Chargers. Ravens. And I think Yes, the Ravens. Uh so that's one, two, three, four. I don't know that I'm confident of our fifth right now.
2: Yeah, we'll find it. I mean, there's... We'll find it. I would say there's three or four games. We can all fight for that. Depends on what number we're getting in the actual contest. Yep. Bears might be one of them.
1: Before we sign off, reminder, Simon and I will be back with our Week 7 recap episode live on the Action Network YouTube page this Sunday and every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. For Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift until Sunday night, 7.30 Eastern. Love you.
3: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.